popcorn gray worm. I told you I want no part of this. Fine. Throughout the show, we follow the awkwardly magical journey of three adolescent adventurers. However, Magic Isn't Real is a podcast for adults. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Now please, I have more cashews to collect. Very good. Welcome to another episode of Magic as I'm Magic is time. That was pretty good. That was pretty good, guys. Thanks. Thanks. I'm proud. That was our best one so far. <laughs> I think that's the one that's going to stick. Yeah, we'll just redo that one every single time. <laughs> that's it. We'll just use the same clip every time. <laughs> that's it. Join with me, as always, as a real-life dice goblin, Kayla Temshiv. Yes, I am a little dice gremlin. My name is Kayla Temshiv, they, them, and I play Parker Henley, she, her. Parker is a level three circle of the shepherd druid, and Parker's tagline this week is, I think all of my friends are wonderful and should believe in themselves. Are you guys okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. But it's okay. okay. We're all working through our shit. That and Parker is boycotting Panera. For sure. (laughs) I am Jonah Pfeiffer, he, him, and I play Ted Vardaman, the boy with more angst than his little body can handle. And a good tagline for Ted this week is, it's all going to be worth it when I get that Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. The ends Fuck, don't justify the means. So uncomfortable for me because I'm not sure you're going. To. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dream that counts. Yeah. People find that the search of the dream is more satisfying than actually achieving the dream itself. Watching Blue Lock makes me agree with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Blue Lock, is such a good show. If you can't tell, we're all watching Blue Lock right now. Fem boys, mask boys, whatever you want, they got it. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Christian Kreis, <laughs> and I play the amazing Brandon Rodriguez. Woo-woo. Oh man, I, lo- I love rolling the R's into the mic. I don't know what it is about <laughs> it, it's just, I just like it. And his tagline this week is going to be, hey man, don't steal kids, it's not a good look. <laughs> oh, you know what? Ooh, yeah, that's... Yeah. God damn. Hey, they stole the eggs. True. What do you mean? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I'm not saying it's not. Is Brandon going to be wearing a shirt this episode? Of course not. (laughs) And I'm so cool with that. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, let's get moving here on to today's extra credit. Ah, I didn't study. (laughs) (laughs) We give the players two trivia questions before each session. One is based off of high school knowledge. And if they get that question correct, they get a reroll in the human world. We also do a D&D trivia question, and that will give them a reroll in any other. Are you ready for the high school question? I never yeah. am. High school question. I have noticed I've never done a math-based question. No. You all have paper and pencils in front of you. So this is a word problem because no. we're a podcast and we use words. Did you talk to my mother? No. No, I should have. <laughs> but Reese built a rocket chariot. Oh, God. With this, he can travel at a speed of 82 miles per hour. How long would it take Reese to travel 1,500 miles? It's never been this silent before. Holy shit. We're doing math. (laughs) I already lost it. 1,500, is that what you said? With this, he can travel at a speed of 82 miles per hour. Damn it. How long would it take Reese to travel 
1,500 miles or 1,500 miles. I was writing my long division equation and I wrote a goddamn square root symbol. (laughs) (laughs) I am currently working on my long division. Just give me a moment. It's been a minute since I've divided anything by 82. Uh, I'm pulling out my calculator. This is. Can we use our calculators? I was kidding, but I will for sure will. (laughs) Is this a test? No. (laughs) No, you can't, I say unconfidently. Shit. Would you like us to round to the nearest hour? Or would you like round? A, would you like I, I have I have the decimal up to the thousandth place, as close as you can get. If you're within one, so if you round up or round down, it's fine. Wow, this is actually making me feel really stupid. I'm ready. I'm I have ready. an answer with the hours and then some decimals. Okay. 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 I'm ready, and I did it in the most cursed way imaginable. <laughs> and then I did not long divide, dude. I am stumped. I I am being legit. This the school system has failed me. It's not supposed to be easy. Like this, I knew One of this is wrong. This is why I haven't done math-based questions. No, 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 no. Yeah, I I'm within I'm within four hundredths of you. Okay, bet. Oh, you guys both are Jonah going over the decimals. Cheating. Yeah. Thank I got it. Thank you, God. <laughs> Let's. Find We're gonna out. start with Kayla today. Um, <clears throat> my answer to the. Hundredth place is 18.29 hours. Okay. Jonah. I got 18 and a quarter. I put 17. Just 17 straight. Just 17 straight? Yeah. The correct answer is 18.292. Dang. I did say that I would give it to you if it's within the rounding range, so I will give it to the both of you. So you mean to tell me if I would have done it one more fucking time? I didn't know how hard you were going to go in terms of decimals. (laughs) (laughs) My work for this is so fucked up. (laughs) It's like you did the wrong equation, but you got the right answer? (laughs) We can post all of these on the Instagram. (laughs) I multiplied joy for me. I multiplied by like... Multiplied? I I I just multiplied individually every time. Oh my god! I did eighty-two times five, the and then I multiplied that way. by three, and then I added half of that previous yes, factor. Two. I literally that. went eighty-two twenty. Half of the base speed. I did long division. <laughs> like no, I seriously adult. went eighty-two twenty, and then I was like, "That's too much." Then I just put like nineteen, and just until I got to seventeen, I was like, "That seems right." Being that I've never played a campaign with Jonah or Christian, I don't know your knowledge on this specific D and D question. Okay, but. Here it is, the D&D-related question. Alchemy jugs in D&D oh, fuck. I hate this. is an uncommon item that dispenses 10 different types of liquid depending on the user's preference. Which of the following does an alchemy jug not produce? Okay, thank so God. So I'm going to give you six liquids. Six? One of these liquids the alchemy jug does not produce. Is it salt water, beer, oil, mayonnaise, Tea or honey. So fun fact, I am in one other D&D campaign right now. And the whole thing, shout out to Dungeons and D classes, is that one of our player characters, Henry, just keeps taking mayonnaise out of the alchemy jug and slapping it at people. But I cannot for my life remember if that is something we homebrewed. (laughs) 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 That is on the list. Yeah, I know a lot of people just say, eh, I could do a lot of things, and they DM's discretion. Would you Man. mind salt water, beer, oil, mayonnaise, tea, Salt water, tea, beer, honey. oil, mayonnaise, tea, honey, yeah. You know, for as long as I've been playing D&D, I feel like I should know a lot of these, but We're I gonna just don't. Dart with it's because I fuck you over by homebrewing all my magic items. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said honey. Honey? Okay. I don't think it can make salt water. Salt water? Okay. 
Honey is definitely in there. I know it can make water. Not sure if it's salt water. Tea is the one that felt weird to me. Mm, okay. Well, I will tell you guys, one of you got it right, and it's Kayla. Nice. It does not make tea. That makes sense. You the know what? alchemy jug does not make tea. I would have found an alchemy jug had it made tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's Yeah, all of the liquids that the alchemy jug canon can make are acid, basic poison, beer, honey, mayonnaise, oil, not specific to what oil it is, vinegar, Fresh water, salt water, and wine. So what we need is we need an alchemy jug, and then it's not specific to what kind of oil, so we just need to produce avocado oil, like one of the like expensive ones. <laughs> True. And then we just get Sell some it. bottles. Whole new game. Dungeons and... Small business. Not to mention we'll shimmer in the sun. True. True. It's a beautiful oil. <laughs> There's a reason the Greeks always wrestled with it. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, olive oil, but not. You know I what mean, I mean. What kind of wrestling are we talking? The naked kind. All right, guys. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the guy who died during his naked wrestling match after he won? What? What? How? Yep. He was locked in a dual submission hold. He had one man in a toe hold, while the other man had him in a choke hold. And the other man submitted from his toe hold without realizing he had already choked the man to death. Holy crap. I'm sorry. I, I was hung up on what the fuck a toe hold is. A, a submission hold where you, you crank a man's toes until they can take it no more. <laughs> and I hate he that died image. cranking a man's toes. So he was crank awarded the victory, <laughs> even posthumously. Oh my God. That's like my first reroll of the DT world. Yeah, in a long, long time, at least. All right. So we are in the middle of the woods. You have one of the gnomes captive, and you are just now looking at the side of the cart in which you see a smiling frying pan with a thumbs up, and it says, The Brunchy Explorer" with E-G-G-P-L-O-R-E-R. Why do all the restaurants here suck? <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that just that caught me so really, off guard. That was really good. The Panera wasn't real. The explorer steals babies. It's clear there's one law of this land. You can only trust what you cook yourself. <laughs> HelloFresh is huge here. <laughs> we segue. We start a little farm. We never leave Finnadale. That's the end of the campaign. We do also have a gnome on the ground. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. at knife point. Where can we find this place? Just keep going on my trail. It's down for just another two miles. What do you guys think? The only way we're going to be able to help Finnadale is if we do what these birds want. So I guess we go beat this breakfast establishment up. Or at least ask them politely to source their eggs ethically and not from stealing them. Oh, that's actually a good idea, Parker. Maybe we could talk to them. And maybe pick up a breakfast burrito along the way. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing a good deal of uh, killing lately. It's also pretty good Western omelets there. That's, that's usually my go-to. Shut up! Okay. You're an egg stealer. Did I do good? Was yeah, we didn't ask you, buddy, well, I mean, I, your, your opinion on anything. We can't afford to let this guy go. He might warn them before we get there. So we have to leave him tied up for a few hours, I guess. Or we could bring him with us. Or, yeah, he does I like that idea if we're taking a vote. Shut up! Okay. Yeah, Parker, tell him. Yeah, part fuck. 
Um, <laughs> Can you give me an intimidation for that? Because honestly, <laughs> I want to know. That's an 11. I have a minus oh, two. Oh, All right. okay. All right. So he's like, okay, I understand I shouldn't I'm be talking. I'm using my reroll. No, <laughs> we could bring him with us and then do the thing that like they do in movies sometimes where he's like, yeah, everything's normal here. And we're all like, mm-hmm. We're just eggs hiding in the back of this truck, and then we break in from the inside. Or or do we want to go in and ask kindly that they source their eggs in an ethical fashion? Or we could go in guns a-blazing and just, like, kill all of them. But I'm not sure uh, how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that either, Parker, but that you did present a lot of good options. Kill all of them? I mean, and then Parker gestures to the gnome that's currently dead that was the other one they were fighting. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that was regrettable now that I think about it. (laughs) Parker closes his eyes with her fingers. (laughs) He's face down because he was running away and then a a rock struck him. He's face down, but you still pick his head up, close his eyes, and put him back down. (laughs) I'm going to look into the basket where the eggs are. Do they seem damaged at all? No. Everything in there is actually in a protective individual egg holder. Uh, there are specific a carton, sections. If you will. A carton in a cart. <laughs> <laughs> and right now it's about 10.30. The only reason I wouldn't want to take the cart there is, well, I want to keep these eggs safe. But what if we just deliver these eggs back home and then we take the cart? Or if Greeny wanted to? I could definitely do that. I'll need to find another form to carry all of them. There's about uh, eight, eight eggs. And he says, I could absolutely take these back. Have you ever seen an octopus? No. It would be pretty useful for carrying eight eggs. An octopus on land. (laughs) Climbing up a A tree. A very slow wobble. Have you ever seen a land octopus? (laughs) Putting land in front of the word did not clarify for me. No, I I still don't know what that means. I I could do this. And he starts to form what looks to be a ox, but in its back, it looks like a space to carry goods. Oh. It's instead of wood for the paneling on the sides, it looks like what horns are made of. Yeah, this is a bullow oxen. Oh, God, it's like a reverse camel. (laughs) And he's trying to explain with that. (laughs) You see Parker reach through her bag to pull out the rope and the tarp and was going to like make something that worked and then just kind of witnesses this monstrosity and slowly puts it away. Uh, I'll help. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we'll secure the load, you know? Yeah. And he kind of like gestures his head to, to the back where you see like a flat bed to put supplies and cargo. The pickup truck of animals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to grab two eggs and start securing them onto the weird animal looking thing. I'll yep. secure some eggs as I well. I will help as well. Word. With all of you working, about three, four minutes, you end up securing them all. And then Greeny starts walking off as this six-legged oxen and starts going back towards the nest. The gnome who is now unattended is kind of just lounging in the same spot. So, um, should I take you there? Because I I like that option. I think that's a cool way to do this. I don't know what a movie is, but it sounds cinematic. How do we know you're not going to betray us as soon as we get there? Look, I get paid very minimal with benefits. I'm not willing to die for this. Fair enough. Was was your buddy, like, a team lead or something? Did Did he get... He, he was the authority head out of us, too. That's why he got the pike. But I, honestly, I've been wanting to get rid of this guy for a while. 
he's been sleeping with my wife. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, they think I didn't know, but you know. <laughs> okay. Can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Jeez. Uh, okay. <laughs> who, I, who killed that guy? I hope they have no fault divorce where you come from. <laughs> <laughs> I think I killed that guy. Is that what we want to go with? Do we want to have him lead us there? Do we want to go in peacefully? Do we want to go in stealthily and Trojan horsome? Peace worked for Fernfeather. I feel like we tried again. Yeah, I guess so. And if it doesn't work? Then we kill everyone involved. But let's strive for peace, because that, that seems like the right thing to do. Do you think... Hey, tell us about your bosses. Well, there's a chain of command. You know, there are my managers and we do collections. What we do is we go out, we harvest and we collect materials and we do this pretty much every day, every week. Not weekends, though. Weekends are pretty chill. I get to go home. Higher up than that, please. Higher up than that. Higher up than the managers. There's the general manager. Okay. How about we skip to the owner? The owner is actually, a, he, he's a rather famous philanthropist named Hickory Cornstarch. <laughs> I, seriously? Uh, I think I might have heard of this cornstarch family. <laughs> it's kind of the thing I brag about at parties, but I'm getting a lot of confusion from you all. Usually it's like, wow, whoa, that's a pretty nice gig you got. But no, no, no he sounds like a very imposing and impressive so- gnome. He is. Yeah, I've went to a couple of his parties. They're, they're pretty nice. He's got a nice... Like work mixers? Kind of. Is that where your wife met your coworker? Can we please get on the cart now? <laughs> I, I... He starts crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Let's I'm gonna, get back I'm gonna, to the I'm, task. I'm going to give him a, a concert. No, yeah, no. He's got tears rolling down at the sides of his face. So Ooh. is this Mr. Cornstarch, is he like a good person? I don't I don't truly know. I, I usually don't get to talk to him. He's got his own clique of people. You know, I'm, I'm literally the bottom of the barrel. Parker grabs out her PCS. Hi, I know I cut you off last time, and that was kind of rude. I think that's something I need to work on. Yeah, I on. think cutting people off is pretty rude. Hi! I'm sorry, were you saying something? Wait, no? the, f- the phone has feelings? Didn't we go over this last time? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I never talked to mine. It creeps me out. <laughs> you really it's, have it. I'm the same one for all oh, of you. Oh, I thought we all had We all we have, one. have one. I think it's the same... I wanted to apologize for that and also see if maybe moving forward we could have a more equal relationship. I feel kind of weird pulling you out and asking you things. I'm literally chocked full of information. I, it's it's my purpose. Do you know anything about a hickory cornstarch? Yes, a hickory cornstarch. Very popular philanthropist in the gnomish areas. He owns a lot of land, several successful businesses. Some of them have tanked, but... He's able to keep himself afloat. What about his, like, personal life? Personal life? Mm. That's where it starts to get fuzzy. I I know basic facts, information, uh, history, and business relationships, but it's where personal life, like his preferences, that's where it starts to get a little fuzzy on me. I'm basically the knowledge of a textbook updated in my system. Okay. Has he ever been accused of, like, murder, kidnapping? He's been accused to have a dead body at the end of one of his parties, but it turned out it wasn't him. They ended up putting someone else in prison. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, sounds sounds very suspicious. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. If you don't mind me asking, sorry, mm-hmm. how are the gnomes' relationship with the nook? The nook tends to go for thriving civilizations, large villages, the gnomes try to keep themselves 
out of harm's way as best they can. They're used to be slightly nomadic people. Their armies aren't very threatening, their technology is pretty well developed, but it's mainly a big culture hub as opposed to a militaristic civilization. Nomadic people. Ah, that was horrible. (laughs) That's gross. It's like my love for low-cut turtlenecks. It's I fucking hate I knew, this. I knew someone was going to say something. Yeah, fuck like, that. I want my eggs scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to cry Justin every day. Justin regrets ever giving us options. I'm a little wary of this hickory fellow. So why don't we go and sneak in, take a look at it, and decide if we want to dismantle this place from the inside or not? Isn't it a restaurant? Can't we just like walk in and order something? Oh, Parker looks at the gnome. Yes, yes, you, you can. We won't, will we look weird? No, 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 it's it's gnome run, but everybody can come and eat. Okay, then um, let's get some breakfast. As long yeah. as it's not made with aracocra eggs. Yeah. <laughs> well, not today, apparently. <laughs> What's your name? My name? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Well, hello, uh, Mr. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Did we say it last episode? No. I don't think so. Okay, cool. We were too busy murdering them. Yeah, we totally killed his friend. My name is Dilnert. Hi, Dilnert. <laughs> what? No, Wait, then. no, what? <laughs> no. What's your name then? Huh? Brandon? What? Brandon? Yes. <laughs> you see, I can do that too. <laughs> hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, this hasn't been the best day for me. You know, you're talking real bold for someone who just got his butt kicked. I didn't ask for that. I'm just doing my job. Hey, we did you a favor. We killed him. And I'm up to the <laughs> Thanks. You know how much paperwork I'm going to have to write up for that shit? I mean, if we kill you, you don't have to write any paperwork. That's not better for me. You guys have brought me nothing but trouble and hardship and pain. Well, uh, I guess you shouldn't have been an egg stealer then. You know what? You're right. Because the economy's so great that I can get a job doing whatever I want, huh? Huh? For a wife who just... <laughs> Oh, no. yeah, you know what? I'm sorry, man. Guys, he's just, he's just doing his job. It's not his fault. Man, I really wish I knew the spell Calm Emotions. <laughs> what do you mean? He stole kids. <laughs> what can I, what can um, I do? Gibbly blip. What can I do? Hey, uh, what, um. Gibbly blip, why? why what, what did she look like? Maybe I could make myself look like her and then pretend why like she was faithful. <laughs> You're gonna play with his feelings? I'd be into it. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm, I'm grasping here. Just take us to the stupid restaurant, please. Okay, get in the back. Mm. He stands up. Oh, I think you broke a rib. Mm. All right. He closes the back of the cart with you all in it, puts a tarp over you guys where he, the eggs would be, and starts getting on the road with this cart. I'm so sorry. We, we, we broke your rib? I don't know. But whatever this is, just fucking hurts. Here, feel better. And out of her mouth comes a bunch of the same kind of green smoke she's so used to seeing and feeling. (laughs) And it just goes right from her mouth and like zooms and funnels right into Dillman. Nope. Dimly. Nope. Try again. Dillnert. Dillnert? Dillnert. Goes right into Dillnert's mouth and like a big gasp and then his rib pops back into place. Oh, what the... Oh, God. And he heals for four hit points. And that's me mm. casting Healing Word. The Healing Word would just feel better. <sighs> that sounded disgusting. <laughs> I never want to feel that feeling again. Oh, is your is your rib better? Feels better, but holy hell. Oh, God. I could have also taken a You're Welcome or a, 
Or, I mean, I guess I guess I would have been the one that would have had to say you're welcome if, if I would have gotten, like, a thank you for fixing my rib. But then I guess, again, I kind of apologized for maybe breaking your rib in the first place. It's either that or it was the jaws of that wolf. Shit. Brandon's going to be looking in Ted's direction. You didn't transform this time. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have time. Uh, I just had to think fast. Okay. Shotgun. Take me home. <laughs> <laughs> Country <laughs> <laughs> About an hour and a half down the road, you eventually start to see billowing smoke out the front. Do you say an hour and a half? About an hour and a half. Then I'm going to take a short rest. Please do. If you would like to take a short rest, please take a short rest at this time. I don't need one. I do, because now I can wild shape again. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I need that short rest. You see a little, what kind of looks like a hobbit hole, but it's it's a bit bigger of a hobbit hole. You see smoke billowing out of the top of that little hill, and you see a big billboard for the Brunchy Explorer. And that same big pan with the thumbs up. Remind me again, were we just trying to find the eggs, or were we trying to bring this guy to justice? I just thought we were trying to stop them from stealing any more eggs. For now, we stopped that one cart, but who knows if they'll just send more out. Exactly. So are we just going to stop them or are we going to tell them to stop taking eggs or? We're going to figure out a different solution. I think the thought was maybe we go in and we try and convince them not to and tell them that unlawful egg stealing is bad. Wait, so am I sneaking you guys in or are you guys just going to pop out? Because that, that needs to happen, like, now. No, we're, we're going to sneak in, right? Sure. Sure. I'll sneak in. All right. All I right. can sneak. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. Okay. I can do the thing where I turn into, like, a little animal. Um, What if you two go in as customers, and I go in as a little animal and kind of sneak around and come back with intel? We could try that. But wouldn't it be kind of weird to be have an animal inside a restaurant? I can be a really small animal. Mm. Is that true? You were a spider last time. That's a good idea. Should, should I drop you off before I, I go back to the yes. load-in dock? Yes. Yes. Yeah? yes. Okay. So he pulls over to the side of the road and says, Well, thanks for not killing me. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yep. Nice to meet you, Dilner. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's You'll find someone better. Ple- oh, wow. Oh, God. I really... Mm, take it one day at a time. All right. Well, see you guys. Have a great breakfast. And he keeps going and he goes around the back of the hill and eventually out of your eyesight and all you see is the front doors of this hobbity hole you and me i guess we're gonna get stuck together for a bit yeah go on and get us a table need to do something all right i'm gonna start going towards the building absolutely good luck you guys i'll be back in a few holler if anything goes wrong Mm -hmm. loudly okay as Parker's saying this, her voice is getting higher and higher pitched, and she's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You watch as legs protrude from her body. Then she's a tiny, tiny spider, and she just scurries along up to the building and through a crack in the door. Absolutely, you do. And then Brandon starts heading towards the doors. You walk in through the doors, and you hear the jingle jangle of some bells As soon as you walk in, alerts the host stand that they have new customers. And there are gnomes running plates to tables, taking orders from a variety of different species sitting at booths and tables. Two gnomes pop up from behind the host stand, say, Hello and good afternoon, friends. Table for one today? Or do you have a pickup code? 
no, uh, table for two. I'm waiting on someone to come table in. Table for two? Okay, okay. We have a little flirty brunch breakfast coming on here. We got a little first date. Mm, I don't want to jinx it, but it could be. You know, maybe a little something more. Okay, okay. He's trying to make a good impression. I heard this establishment is great. Oh, oh, thank you. Did, did you get that from Google Gnomes, or did you get that from Yelpers? What was that last one? Yelpers. <laughs> they're, they're little beasts that give you reviews. Yeah, yeah, I heard from Yelpers. Actually, oh, tends to be the most great. popular one of the two, I hear. Well, we're going to have to give them a little bit of a shout out there. And then they start writing down, okay, great. Thank you for hearing about us. We are the Brunchy Explorer. I can try and get you more of a scenic table over in the corner by the windows. Little two-seater kind of away from everybody. Is that any closer to, like, the, maybe the back areas or something? Or, like, is there servers? Or is this what kind mm-hmm. of... Yeah. Servers. Or the servers come in and out of, or maybe from the kitchen that I would be able to see? Mm. In there, we got we got another corner booth. That's not by windows, a little bit less scenic. But, yeah, we could definitely get you in a corner booth over there. Uh, yes, I would like some privacy if that's not too much problem. No, absolutely. I totally understand. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right, come right this way. And he's got some laminated menus. One of them, Gnomes, starts walking you to the back right corner of the restaurant and sets you in a small green padded booth. As he's walking me, I would like to kind of take a look around the restaurant, see what I can... Just the layout of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty busy. It's almost completely full. You just came in at the right time. In the back right, the place where you're going to be sitting, there is the server station where there's the window and food in the window, but you don't really see anybody working in the back, but the food keeps popping in. And gnomes take that and the ticket and they run it to the tables. To the right of that, there is a door where you can go into the back room. In the back left is a little hallway and you can see that's kind of where the bathrooms are at and all that. Other than that, Bunch of booths, tables. It's really cute, actually. It's a really nice little cozy place. Uh, do you mind if I get a water just to start off with? Oh, absolutely. Two waters or just the one? Just the one. I'll let them order whenever they get here. Yeah, absolutely. And sets the menus down in front of you and then goes and walks back towards the host stand. Uh, a server comes up with that water. Hey, how you doing? My name's Tipley Pibbles. And slide you that water across. Heard you needed some of that. Do you need any lemon, lime, Gershminkle? A lime would be nice. A lime? Yeah, absolutely. And we heard we got one more coming with us here, yeah? Yes, yes, we do. Just, absolutely. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it should be here soon. You got it, of course. Well, I'll go grab that lime for you. And as they are doing that, Ted, <clears throat> what's going on outside? I lean up against the wall. <sighs> you can do this. You got this, Ted. You always think of the right things to say to other people. Now it's time to do it for you. Less time worrying about what other people have. More time using what you've got. Using what you've got. I pull out the cloak Absolutely. that I just took from Colin. And with that, can you make an Arcana check? I shall. Can you yourself? <laughs> just kissed his dice. 14. Beautiful. You slip the cloak on. You finally get attuned to it. This is... Colin's cloak, the cloak of plain sight and visibility. When the wearer is attuned to it, they may activate the cloak's effect. When the hood is up, others can view the person in their peripheral vision, but cannot make direct eye contact with the user. Best used in big crowds hiding in plain sight. In combat, the attacker must roll to hit with disadvantage. Wow. That's huge. This is what it's like being a high school girl. That is exactly (laughs) the experience I had in high school. I feel a deep warmth within myself. (laughs) 
oh, a fire that is strong. Sorry. in my eyes. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, <laughs> the, it's the overproofed rum. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's what I was talking about. Tonight. Sorry, I'm broken. All right. What does the cloak look like? The cloak is green on the outside, but the inside is a dark maroon red. Mm. Sexy. I was going to say yummy for some reason. <laughs> With a fire in my eyes, I slide the hood on. Absolutely. And I step into the establishment. Hello, can you... Uh, I don't know why the bell rung. Anyway, so tell me that shit that's going on with Dilner. Yeah, his wife is totally cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I just scanned the room to look for Brandon. Absolutely. It is pretty busy. Takes you a couple seconds to find him, but you see in the back right corner, he's the only person that is human. He is sitting there with a lime water and nobody else next to him. I take a moment to marvel at the way that all of the people's eyes just slide past me instead of fixating on me, as if I'm some decoration that does not quite register in their mind. And I just smile and whisper to myself, Now I know one of your tricks, Colin. <laughs> oh, that was an evil laugh, but that was a genuine death. It was an laugh. evil laugh. Uh, I don't like that. I quickly walk over to Brandon's table, and right as I step up within a couple feet of the tabletop, I slide the hood off. Where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> oh, things just got better for us, friend. And I sit down as if as if nothing bad has happened to me in the past <laughs> three days. The most smug grin on my face. <laughs> you got a uh, cool yeah. toy. What did you order? Cool toy. I like biscuits and gravy myself. I didn't order anything. I was waiting on you. Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> you, you're wearing the thing? Of course I am. We need every advantage we can get, especially me. I narrow my eyes a bit at him. Still mad about the whole thing? No, not mad. Just simmering resentment. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm sorry, okay? I meant every word, but I'm sorry. You know what? Because I'm not acknowledging the first part of what you said, that does make me feel better. <laughs> Selective listening. Do you guys remember what I called the waitress? <laughs> It was like I'm gonna go back in the recording. Yeah, I'll say it. Run it back, run it back. All right, we see we got the joiner coming over. How you doing? My name is Titley Pibbles. Doing wonderful today, ma'am. Oh, Um, that's just great. You know, I would love a coffee and an ice water. Coffee and an ice water? You got it, coffee. You want that cream, sugar, or slinger blots? Slinger blots, yeah, please. Absolutely. Put a little spice in your life. All right, I'll be right back with that. But in the meantime, here, take these menus. I didn't actually make menus because I, I do a lot for this podcast. Why are we <laughs> playing this game? Because Justin's lazy and he doesn't care about Fuck us. Fuck you, I edit the episodes, I run the fucking... <laughs> but you don't make the menus. <laughs> Just imagine a breakfast menu with breakfast shit on it and some of the stuff is weird words. I'm getting biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Biscuits in ragavi. Very clear. <laughs> so she goes off to get the coffee. You're sitting there with the menus. Have you seen Parker? No. Uh, I keep looking at the walls for spiders, though. <laughs> I look up at the ceiling as I speak. <laughs> Where is Parker? So Parker has scurried in and was kind of doing exactly what they're suggesting. She's going on the wall and like making her way around. Mm-hmm. She did stop for a moment, make sure Brandon got to his table okay. She tried to do a little spider wave and then realized that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the jumping spiders. Yeah. God, I wish we had a video camera in here. <laughs> yeah, and then she's going to make her way Back into the kitchen. All right. So this is when it starts to get weird. 
It looks completely normal, very happy and fresh on the outside. And you start crawling through the service door where people from the kitchen can go back to the dining area. And in the kitchen, there are billowing flames from the grills. There are hot skillets and red hot irons. And coming in through the back door where you can see that there's kind of a storage area through there, through the back of that, there is where the carts come, drop off supplies. The one who's running this entire kitchen is a four foot six conglomerate of iron and pans. It has marked onto it eyebrows, eyes, and a mouth that it can all move. And it is a golem of pure iron. Not very big, not very strong looking, but damn is it using all of its appendages to cook all these meals at what looks to be the quickest speed you'd ever see. It's running a whole kitchen by itself and it's doing all this silent with no words at all. And then eventually a gnome walks in that you recognize this looks to be Dilnert. Walks in, starts putting in the wheat, brings in the pigs and the milk, and eventually it comes time for him to bring in the eggs and the pan stops what it's doing on a dime. Turns its creaking iron head. Where are the eggs? I'm I I I'm I'm sorry they the Aarakocker, they, they, they put up heavier defenses on their hatchery. We need eggs. Where are eggs? I'm sorry, I couldn't get them. I'm sure some of the other carts are going to come in soon, and, and they'll... And you hear a bang, a frying pan bang from the back of his head as this little iron moved across the floor, scurried off the wall, and hit the back of Dilnert's head. And he is now unconscious on the ground. Mm. Where are my eggs? And then you start hearing the frying pan banging itself up against everything. It it is going berserk, Tasmanian devil style. Some of the other gnomes come out from the dining area into the kitchen, trying to calm it down, explaining that we're going to get you more eggs. And it is just angrily upset that it can't finish its morning omelet orders. Cool. So two things. One, uh, it can detach and attach pans. Correct. Cool. Um, But only the ones that it is attuned to. Yes. It can't just make any iron come onto itself. Anything that was itself can detach and reattach. Okay. Does it look like it's solid all the way through or if those things are creating kind of like an armor shell? There looks to be some sort of like root-like stem to him. There are roots that go from the handle of his pan that makes his face that goes down into its stomach and into what looks to be a beating heart. But the beating heart, again, it's root-like, it's organic, all stemming off of that pan handle. But the pan's face will never detach. Okay. While he's throwing a temper tantrum, Parker is going to scuffle around and see if she can find any doors that are marked like management or like owner, anything like that. This is a hobbit hole. There are not many, many rooms in here. In that back, you get a walk-in cooler and then you get the storage area that leads to the loading dock. So that's who all's here right now. Mm-hmm. How many gnomes were there in the back around the pan? Now there are like three, one of the hosts came, two of the servers came, and they are now trying to just calm the pan down. Parker lets out a little spider sigh and rubs her little spider fingers together and then takes a little spider arm and like rubs it against her head like she has a headache. 
she is going to climb up onto the ceiling so that she's on top of where the pan is. Okay. And Just then, like directly above him? Yeah. Drop down so that she lands on him. Okay. So he's kind of crab walking around anxiously. Mm-hmm. Even though these people are trying to calm him down and keep him in one spot and explain, well, even though we don't have eggs, uh, we still have some French toast orders that need to come in. We have a couple of eggs benedict. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not eggs benedict. Uh, They keep trying to calm him down, but he keeps ramping himself back up. So to actually land on him is going to be a difficult task. If you're going to do that, I'm going to have you make an acrobatics check. I'll do that. Cool. Give me. Do you know the spider stats? Yeah, I have them. Perfect. I have a plus two to dex. You got this. I believe in you. Got this. You can't possibly reload. I'm going to do some stupid, stupid shit here just because I really want to. That's a 15. Ooh, 15 lands. Okay. And you land on the outer edge of its face. I would like to work my way from being on top of the pan's head to close to the pan's heart. Great. Ooh. So you go down the back of its head. going to Ant-Man Thanos this Ant-Man <laughs> <laughs> I'm just preparing in case I need to. <laughs> and eventually, as you go around the rim of the pan and go down to see the handle, you see the handle at first is very standard. It's just round cylinder-like as it goes down. And as it keeps going down, it gets more frayed and it gets more root-like. And then eventually it leads to a beating heart made of complete wood and arcane magic. And as it beats, you can see that everything touching the root is also touching the irons that make up its body. I hate making decisions by myself. I don't know what to do. If I want to turn into a a real human girl right now, I can explode this thing. Give me an insight check on that. (laughs) Not great. That's for goddamn sure. That is a nine, actually. I got a plus five. You don't know if that would work or not. Either way, you would take some pretty serious damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm... By I'm, enclosing yeah. yourself in a metal cage. Yeah. Do you say there's a storage locker? Yeah. I'll go peek in that as well. So yeah. I'm going to make my way down and out. Mm-hmm. Give me a deck saving throw, just because there's a lot of movement, a lot of feet going, mm-hmm. and you might get stepped on. It's a 21. Tw- you are good, thank God. Oh. Spider Parker? Spider? No, I can't do that. You Unless it's parody. Does whatever. <laughs> you had Peter Parker. Now get ready for regular ass Parker. Spider Parker is actually in the new Spider Verse movie. Yeah. And it's just a spider you. It's not like you're a spider person. It's yeah. No, they don't no, mention it at all. It's an extra appearance. Yeah. yeah. One, if you look very closely, <laughs> there point- is a spider. <laughs> At one point, you see a spider crawl across, and if you zoomed in, you would see the spiders, like, wringing their hands anxiously. (laughs) (laughs) So you start making your way back. You go underneath the door, and you're in the storage area. Storage area, it's just a couple of shelves stacked up to the ceiling. Is it full of eggs? There are... No, those would be in the cooler. Okay, then I'm going to go peek in the cooler. Great. So in here, there's all the dry storage, spices, stuff like that. You walk out and you see that the cooler is going to be a bit tougher for you to get inside because with a walk-in cooler, it's all insulated and refrigerated. So there's not really space for you to slip in. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to perch right above the door Mm -hmm. and wait for someone to open it so I can peek in. Okay. I did say he was bringing milk in. So I will say somebody else ends up picking up the milk jugs and start moving them in. And for a slight moment, you get about four seconds as it's opening and closing to get in there. Give me an acrobatics check again. I don't want to get in there. You don't want to get in there. I want to look in there. Oh, yeah. Then if you're just looking through it, give me a perception check, because like I said, you're not going to have much time to see what's in there. 
That's an unnatural 20. Absolutely. What do you want to know? I want to know if there are eggs. Yeah, absolutely. There are about six eggs in there. Half the carton is gone. Then in that case, Parker is going to just go out the back where Dilnert Dilnert came in and just get outside. Absolutely. That takes you no effort at all. You manage to get through, climbing from wall to wall, and you are out the back Parker starts growing rapidly and her legs start retreating into her body. And then she is a human girl. (sighs) Okay. Okay. She's going to speed walk over to the door and come in and try and join them at the table. Hey, are we looking for a table or do we have a pickup code today? No, I'm meeting some, uh, some friends here. Oh, there, there they are. Hey, Brandon, Brandon. Oh, uh, okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was just, yeah. And they bring you a menu and sit you down. They bring an extra chair, pull it up to the booth, and say, all oh, right. Oh, it's one of those small booths? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those guys. Rip. That's literally just made for two. You wanted privacy. Oh, man. I did say intimate. that. I did very much say that. It's a corner booth and it only has two seats. <laughs> what is this situation going on? It's a hobbit hall. It's a small establishment. Yeah, the restaurants enough. here are bad. <laughs> Don't eat in Finnedale. I mean, they thought you were on a date. He first, he blows out the candle because this isn't romantic anymore and um, <laughs> takes away the champagne. Why does he have to blow it out? <laughs> like, what oh. the fuck? And pulls up the chair with I'm Parker. Sorry, I just imagine like a server just going. <laughs> <laughs> we could also what be a thruple. You don't know that. Oh, God. That's just so fucking funny. Is it a thruple? Is, it, is that what this is? What? <laughs> Pulls out a matchbox. Oh is should God. I? Is is this? <laughs> I'm just gonna leave the matches here and I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> and he goes back to the host stand. <laughs> it's one of those little tiny like ones oh, you would get at Jonah. hotels. We lost Jonah. <laughs> and it says the excellent matches. explorer. When the waiter came over and blew out the candle on our table, and the matches. If we want to relight. <laughs> I don't know the vibe. Okay, uh, <laughs> thought this was romantic. Parker 100%. Yeah, uh, Parker puts her hand on the table as if to reach for the menu. And she does. She does also grab the menu. But really, she wants to grab the matchbox and put the matches in her sleeve. Absolutely. Is, uh, uh, do you want to do it stealthily? Or like, why did you phrase it like that? Uh, just because I don't want to make a big show of stealing their matches. It's not stealing. He gave. It, it's got like promotional material. Okay, on it. then like, I take the matches. Yeah, yeah, you take the matches. <laughs> well, how, uh, uh, this menu looks great. Man, I... They have a bunch of eggs back there. Really? How many? Uh, like six. Where are they holding them? There's a walk-in cooler. A cooler? There's a walk-in cooler with a bunch of eggs. There's also no owners and no management around here. Uh, there is a giant pan made of pans. What? (laughs) It's not just pans. There's also just random sheets of iron, an iron poker, just many things that you would find made of iron mm-hmm. are attached to this thing and it's molded itself into a body. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of how Parker would explain that. Look, they don't have a cooking team back there. They have one metal thing person that got really upset when they found out they didn't get any eggs in today. That's perfect. That means if one person distracts it, the other two can get the eggs. I don't think that's going to go very well. If they're in the cooler, those eggs need to be warm to... Hatch, it might be too late for those eggs. Yeah. Hmm. Is this a chain? You don't know. 
Tipply Pibbles comes back to the table. Alrighty, I see we have another joiner. Good to meet you. My name is Tipply Pibbles. And is there anything I can get you to drink? Um, I would love an ice water. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was just wondering, you don't have a Finnedale location, do you? No, this is the sole location right here. So this is our, yeah, it's kind oh. of a mom and pop kind of place. Have you ever thought about expanding? No, I don't think that's possible. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just, I was just wondering because this place is so cute. And I just wondered if there was one a little bit closer to where, where I am. But in Finnedale? Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Finnedale. Oh, so. well, hearts and prayers out for you guys. I know you guys are having a rough go of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we're not going to expand this location. I mean, I'm not, I'm not management or anything like that, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, they, that wouldn't be yeah, a possibility. Okay. Well, thank you. I was just curious. Uh, do you all know what you'd like to order? Uh, yeah. I would like some scrambled eggs. I swear to God. Scrambled eggs, you got it. Brandon, you suck. <laughs> I want biscuits and gravy, man. <laughs> biscuits and gravy, all righty. Would you like white gravy, brown gravy, or mixed? No, that was not weird enough. So would you like white gravy, brown gravy, or purple? What is the purple gravy made of? Made of Blazeldorf. Ah, yes. <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> I'm a traditional man. When it comes to my biscuits and gravy, I'll take brown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you got traditional. it. That's, yeah, absolutely it might be makes here. sense because that's how we grew up. Traditional is brown. And uh, hey. for you over here. Yes. Could I get the fruit salad with two biscuits on the side, please? Absolutely. And then your finest. Parker is going to try and read off the coffee menu. Splomberflugan? Splomperflugan, absolutely. Dash of nutmeg and gristle in there. Oh, of course. Of co- it's not Splunkledorf in the <laughs> nutmeg and gr- gristle. In there. Yeah, we'll get that to you in just a jiffy. Where are you all from, by the way? I, I don't. I don't think I've seen y'all come in. Benedale. From fi- oh yeah, that was established previously. Mm-hmm. I need to put my ears on, but I mean like natively. Sorry. Yeah, that seems a little weird for a server to ask. I apologize. Yeah. I'm just morbidly curious. We actually curious. don't owe you any explanation of our heritage. And that is so fair. And I should be more respecting of that. And you I shouldn't what? expect you manager? to explain to me. That's a great question, honey. I... Mm. Can we speak to them, please? Yes. Yes, you can. I will go get them for you now. And they <laughs> nervously are shaking. <laughs> As they really walk bad? to the back room and go through the doors, and you you see as they fling the doors open, a pan goes flying past their face and hits the wall. Okay, was that a good thing, or was that a really, really bad thing? That's good, but I really wanted a chance to explain to you that if we can't save the eggs that are in there right now, we need to stop them from stealing more eggs, so we need to get Finadale to give them eggs. <laughs> Does Finadale have eggs? I don't know, maybe they can start making eggs, and that way they won't steal the eggs from the area Cockra. Man, we're going to have to fight that golem in like 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Or we might not. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right. We might not. We might not. I vote that we do. But that's just Christian talking. <laughs> we also don't need to... I can just talk to the manager. I don't need to engage him in one-to-one combat right now. I can just be like... Or her. Or her. Or them. Or, I don't know what the them. gender identity of this golem thing is. But I mean, I can also just be like, Hi, I wanted to let you know our waitress is super sweet. She messed up earlier and she's just... We got on our nerves a little bit, and I just want to let you know she's doing great. Or we confront them about them stealing the eggs. And coming from outside the kitchen is someone dressed a little bit nicer than the rest. They got a tie on, uh, and you see this gnome walk out, sort of straighten themselves up. You see there's a touch of blood 
on their white shirt and they try and just scrape it off and dab, not rub. And they walk up to you guys and say, hi, hi, how are you? My name is Bossy Gross. Here you go. And they extend their hand for a handshake. Parker she bites her tongue. You can see she's smiling. Um, but like you, if you were to take like a magic school bus style zoom into her mouth, you could see she's just biting down on her tongue and she extends a hand. Beautiful. So I I heard we had a bit of an issue over here. Is there anything I can do to resolve that for you guys? Well, I actually had a couple of things. One, your Mm -hmm. server, Miss Tipley. Yes, yes. Yes, she's lovely. She did make one off-color comment that made us all kind of uncomfortable. Mm. Um, So I wanted to reach out. Um, But also, I was just really curious, where do you get your ingredients, your produce from? We get it all farm fresh. Uh, right from the source. We have actually some off-site locations where we all get our imports in Farm Fresh every day. Oh, she's not lying about that. Yeah. Um. Oh, great. It, it just says eggs on here. Are they, you know, mm-hmm. chicken eggs, ostrich? They are actually a rare breed of bird that we actually found out in the woods. Not really specific on which type. I believe it comes from some sort of harpy. They say that with kind of an upward inflection. You can tell that they're just trying to stretch the truth a little bit. Oh, harpy eggs. Do mm-hmm. you, is that something people request? Out here? No, but they, they tend to produce larger eggs, so we go through less inventory. Oh, and you're just finding them in the forest? No, we've actually set up a farm out there. Did you now? Yep. And that's I'm all- sorry, uh, is, is this, are, are you here from the health department? Is there is there more information that I could be giving you I'm right so sorry, now? we don't need to disclose that information to you. Okay, okay, sorry, it's just I've never seen you before. You know what, here, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you my contact info, and if there are any other questions you can have, please let me know, but I have some business that I need to attend to in the back, and they write on a little notepad, it says Bossy Gross, and then it starts writing down some numbers, and then it shifts to, please help meet me in the back, and they put it on the table. Thank you so much, hope you have a great rest of your meal. Of course, you as well. And they run to the back. Yeah, so they're not in charge, and Parker slides the note to the boys. Does mean in the back, the, like the back of the restaurant or back to where she went in? The back of, like, outside. Okay. Well, let's see what's up. Maybe we had get more information that way. Do we want to dine and dash? We don't have any money. We literally <laughs> were gonna, we dine and dash? We were going to dine and dash in the first place. denied any of the money exactly. that you were given. <laughs> I was very much aware that I was going to have to dine and dash. I put the hood of my cloak up <laughs> and I step outside. Oh, we'll, we'll see ya. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And you all go out to the back of the restaurant where you see a pacing manager. Now Ty is a little bit unstrung and they are freaking out a little bit more. See, my Nona said whenever you want to speak to the higher ups, you just ask and then they have to come out and help you. Well, it worked. <clears throat> I vote. <clears throat> If we're honest with this guy, we tell him we know. He obviously doesn't support whatever's going on or he needs help for some reason. Ted, you're really good at this stuff. I'm going to let you take the lead here. Or rather, would you like to take the lead here? Yeah, I'll talk to him. And as you approach, hi, I'm so sorry. There is no such thing as a harpy farm. Oh, we know. But it's okay. What we need to do now is we need to find out how we change things. Believe me. If I could change things, I would. We're, we're just all in a really, really shit situation here, and we are trying to make the best of the worst of it. 
What exactly is going on? That's a deep question. How much time you got? About 12 hours before my Nona is expecting me back home. I, I, yeah, okay. This will take like two minutes. We can make this simple. You need eggs, right? We need all brunch supplies. Okay, you need all brunch supplies. Uh-huh. And what you don't need is to be obliterated by an army of Aarakocra warriors. That's correct, right? I'm not sure you understand the situation that we are in. Okay, would you please explain it to us? Yeah, I I was just about to. But um, back, say, about 600 years ago, the Nook came after us in our tribes. And us gnomes, you know, we're, we're really, really good at being self-sustaining, but we're not really great at producing armies. So some of our most powerful mages and alchemists created a golem, but we only had the things that we had at the time. We had cooking pots, we had pans, fire irons, and we tried to just make our last best defense to fend off against these warriors. And instead, we made a monster. This thing has developed its own goals and doesn't take orders from anyone unless it's in the form of breakfast. This (laughs) thing, every day, from 11 to 3 o'clock, does nothing but cook and cook and cook, and if we do not supply it, it takes it out on us. Whoa, it starts breakfast at 11? Brunch. (laughs) (laughs) He never said breakfast. (laughs) What's up with this backwards planet? (laughs) In between all that, it cleans off all of its irons, and it preps the rest of the food, and then it goes into sort of a hibernation, just an idle state, until it's time to start the next day. But if we don't give it supplies, it will take its anger out on everyone around it, and we were no longer safe. So this restaurant isn't a restaurant. I mean, it is. It's making a pretty good profit this year. Honestly, our numbers are not bad. But it's a cage. Is it the only way to keep this thing contained that we know of? I might know a way to destroy it. But if it's the livelihood of the gnomes, we can't destroy it. We gnomes were built on hospitality. We are built on kindness and treating others as they would to you. This thing has not been giving as much as we've been getting from it. Yeah, he did super backhand... Dilnert. Just just write it down, It's Dilnert. 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 See, that's just not occupying any space in my brain. (laughs) How did the golem become evil or fixated on brunch to an unhealthy degree? (laughs) What, What caused it to go from defender guardian to... Tyrant. His heart is attached to a frying pan. That's the thing. It's core, right? Our most powerful mage, to make this thing, we only had what we had at the time. And for the handle, he used his staff. Unfortunately, that staff came from some pretty dark magic. And the only thing that it wants to do now is make brunch every day for the rest of its life. It wasn't going to listen to us at the beginning, and it's still not going to now. It was created with magic. Yes. You don't think it could be spoken to with magic? You don't think there's any way... That we could change the golem's nature. I'm not sure how to talk to it with magic. I'm not inclined in that way. Not many of us are. Are you Are you guys magic? I just talk to people. Okay. So you're like a therapist. No, I'm I'm 15. Mm. 15 talks is like a lot. maturity in our age. It's I, not I, in my species. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, I don't even know your species. Like I, there's the I important thing is my species is magic. Okay. All right. You got it. I'm not sure what to do, but like I said, this thing usually stops around 3 o'clock. We close down the restaurant. We don't do dinner service. It doesn't want to do that. 
time is it now? Now it's around 11, 11.30. Oh, that's still a long time. And we still haven't gotten through our rush yet. We might run out of eggs. If we want to destroy this thing, I think I can take it out. Really? If if that's what we want to do. I don't know how to talk our way out of this, but I do know I can get really small, get close to its heart, and then explode. Well, don't look at me. I was just thinking of hitting it really hard. Ted? Death is the greatest tragedy in pro wrestling. Is there a lot of death in pro wrestling? I think death anywhere is a pretty big tragedy. I just shoehorn references in, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, just wanted to try and find something that didn't involve any of us getting in danger this time. Last time, it felt like both of you had to put your lives on the line because we started a fight. Because you needed to, for me. And I just... I wanted to avoid that this time. We didn't start a fight for you. Yeah, it was really more for me. Yeah, Ted, you were doing great. That wasn't to bail you out or anything. If anything, it was no offense to bail Brandon out. That took a little offense. Okay, well... (laughs) I just... When I saw both of you jump down the ladder after me, it made me realize I, I... I'm not doing everything I can be doing because I'm holding myself back and I don't want to hold myself back anymore. Corvée Christ, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. I feel like I should go back inside. Yeah, just keep it, keep it normal and cool for a minute and we'll be back in there soon. You, you got it. You guys can come through the storage way if you need to, to just, just knock on the door and I'll come get you guys. Okay, thank you. There's one thing that I learned from my mom working at a diner my whole life. It is that brunch is about joy. Brunch is about waking up hungover as shit and going to a place where you can eat fatty, delicious food that soaks up all of the pain. That's what brunch is about. And I want to try and tell that golem that. Okay, if you don't want to fight the golem, I won't fight the golem. Even though I know it would be cool for me to shrink down really, really small, get where his heart is, and then explode out of it. If there's another way, let's find it. I'll leave it up to you then, Ted. But the second it goes south, we are jumping in. Literally, in my case. Just give me one shot. If I fail, I fail and we fight. I will enhance my ability. Absolutely. Giving myself the eagle's splendor. So it did get very emotional when it found out that there were no eggs. I just wanted to let you know that the emotional volatility in this thing is is very, very real. I understand emotional volatility, Parker. I feel like I could connect with this sentient mass of iron. Something about it. Having not seen it at all. (laughs) You say that now. I am saying it now. And I'll never know unless I try. Okay, and me and Brandon are the backup plan. Yep. Walk into the kitchen. Absolutely. You go back. Bossley Gross opens the door. Hi. We calmed him down. He's back to cooking. I'll keep everybody out of the kitchen. I don't care if this place goes downhill. I don't care if you burn the fucking building down. Just get us out. Noted. God, I'm putting so much faith in you guys. Please. You're up, big boy. I'm a smack Ted in the ass. <laughs> they told me there was a romantic thing going on here. Okay, I'm going to the front. Ted somehow leveled up when that happened. <laughs> Raise my hand in the familiar way I usually do when I'm about to transform myself. And then I put it back down by my side. And I walk inside. Gollum of brunch. You see this skittering four foot six 
cast iron all over it, some of it flinging itself off to start new pans on the grill, some of them using it to chop peppers, onions. Slowly, you hear the creaking sound of its iron turn back and look at you. Do you have my eggs? I do. But first, I have a question. Do you do more than cook, Gollum? Do you think as well? Or are you just a mindless machine, driven to the same actions you always perform? I think. Brunch. I feel brunch. I am brunch incarnate. And keeps chopping peppers. It's me with anime. (laughs) (laughs) As it chops. I acknowledge your strength of brunch, mighty Gollum. But I must ask you, what fuels your motivation to cook? What drives you to create brunch? Where does it come from? Deep down in that core of metal and wood and magic. Breaking the mold. Isn't that what brunch is? A meal off the axis. Out of its regular timed structure. You want breakfast at three o'clock? I'll give you a western omelette. You want something savory and sweet, but it's already past the time of sandwiches. I will give you French toast on rye. And there you have it. Brunch. It's about adaptability. Creativity. Breaking the mold, like you said. And yet here I find you. The moment that your eggs are endangered, you lose all sense of faith in what brunch is. Have you no sense of adventure? I need no adventure, for I have found the journey in brunch brings me more joy and rage and chaos and fear and pleasure. As he's saying that, I'm going to subtly reach for my axe as I'm still kind of waiting. Joy, like you said, how do you measure the quality of one's brunch? Is it by the feeling you feel while cooking it? Or is it the reaction of the one who eats it? The supreme pleasure on their face when they taste the first bite. For the amount of plates that I can put in that window is the amount that my beating heart grows. Then it's about foot traffic, is it? Well, let me tell you, the last thing you want when you want foot traffic is one bad review. We've had a few bad eggs come through here. Tell me my food has no heart. But I tell you this... No gnome alive has been able to produce the mass quantities that I have been able to produce in these past years. No one has been able to put more smiles on faces in a time when you shouldn't be eating a simple bowl of cereal at 1 p.m. I don't care what they say, Pan. I believe your food has soul. But I believe as well that you've lost the joy in your cooking and the joy in what it brings to those who eat it. And you need to find it again, plate pan. Whipping past you is one of its cast iron pans at the wall. You insult my cooking too. My food. It is perfection for its flaws. Just as I am. Jagged. Malproduced. Broken, yet whole. The pan that he threw at you, almost like a magnet, shoots back and attaches itself onto his shoulder once again. There may be a couple eggshells in there. 
There may be a bit of an overspice, but damn if that's not brunch. Anarchy. No one should be able to enjoy the beauty of a scrambled egg past the time that they've had their morning meeting. I want you to cook brunch for eternity, Pan. But if that is to happen, then things need to change. The path that you are on only leads to your own destruction. No longer being able to cook brunch. Is that what you desire? <sighs> you won't get in the way of my brunch. You won't stop me. I want to get ready, Parker. Okay. <laughs> and you see it's starting to do that crab walk again. Up the stoves, sides of the walls. Goes back into the walk-in cooler. Comes out with an egg. Cracks it on its big table and scoops the yolk into a perfect pan of its face. <laughs> you know, I was just about to say, like, I think Ted can handle this and maybe we should wait it out, but we might need to fight this guy. I just realized I went into the restaurant shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> and no one complained. Yeah, no one said anything. Ted, give me a persuasion check. We'll see what the dice say. I just, I cast it in ansibility, man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just give me, give me one roll. It's okay. It's a five and a seven. Five and a seven. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a 13 technically. I mean, I do have a D&D reroll, but I already used advantage. I mean, you could still use a reroll. Do it again. All right. Might as well. That is a 22. 22. As it starts crawling around the walls, brunch. Brunch is everything. Brunch. It's the only reason for living, to break the mold, to fix what is broken. Have you ever thought about performance art? Uh, we were but supposed to be hiding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind, I'm hiding. I mean, you could say it. Yeah, would be okay, but I just think this guy needs to go to art school. Like, <laughs> He still looks fuming. His irons are quite literally red hot. He looks back at you, that creaking sound of its iron shifting as it's cooking an egg. What? would you suggest? The eggs that you steal right now are potential customers that you're losing. People that you could be cooking brunch for and yet you sacrifice them just to scramble one egg. How many brunches could one Aarakocra order in their lifetime? Wait. Pan? An Aarakocra is an egg? Those large eggs that you use, there's, there's tiny people inside them. Just waiting to grow up and taste your brunch. No. No, you're lying. I tell the truth. How, how, how many have I killed? I know we use cow. I know we use pig. But I thought eggs were just from big chickens. Technically, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> those, those little eggs just run out so quickly. And when I ran out, I was... Rash. Angry. I couldn't break the mold, so I broke them. Stop the line. Stop the orders. We need to rethink the menu. And slowly, he starts bringing his pans back to himself, going on to his arms, torso, shoulders, legs. The eggs are customers. They could bring my numbers up. More brunch. Parker, Brandon. I think you can come out now. I do so. As does Parker. I've been doing a lot of thinking. The gnomes, Fernfeather, Finnedale, what do they all have in common? None of them are strong enough to stop the nook on their own. But instead of teaming up together, they're all just 
hiding away and just doing whatever they can to survive. If we can get them all to, to fill in for each other's weaknesses, maybe they can stand together against the Nook. Sounds like a very big ass, Ted. Ask. Ask. Hey, I mean, I, I heard you guys were coming in on a romantic date. I, I, <laughs> I don't judge. I mean, I'm pan myself. That's just what I do, Brandon. I try big. And I don't care if I fail once or 100 times. I will try again and again and again until I'm satisfied. Brandon takes a little bit of a step back, kind of surprised at what he's hearing. If we want to defeat the Nook, it's going to take more than just Finnadale, and we knew that. That's why we reached out to Fernfeather, and maybe this situation isn't a challenge, but an opportunity. They said they couldn't stand up against the Nook themselves, but together? With Fernfeather and Finnadale? Well, it's not me you have to convince. Literally everybody else. Uh, what is what is Pan doing? Pan is crab walking side by side, a <laughs> little anxious. Pan's crab walking. Is just walking in and out of the, the cooler, looking at the eggs, and you see there's an anger growing inside of him. Pan, how do you feel about franchising? <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, if we can build a lasting relationship between you, here, and some of our friends a little ways away, you could have more breakfast places. Breakfast? Brunch. Brunch places. (sighs) Careful, Parker. Can I re-roll anything? (laughs) But look, you could reach. How many customers do you get in a day? We're actually doing pretty well right now. Good. I I push out about 150 plates a day. Okay. Do you have any idea how many people are in Finnadale? I've never heard of this place. Hey, PCS. Yes. Uh, what's the population of Finnadale? Ooh, well, that has dwindled in the past couple months. However, Finnadale's population is roughly around 2,000 people. You see that? 2,000! 2,000 potential customers. How could I work this location and have another? Well, there are two ways we could do it. One of which is that we set you up something called a, a food truck. What is a truck? Mm. Or like a wagon. A food wagon. A food wagon? Wagon. We could set you up in a central location and everyone could come to you. Or, using your expertise, we could set up another egg venture. Excellent. Excellent. What's the name of this place? The Brunchy Explorer. Oh, sure. Brunchy Explorer. You were, you're all wrong. <laughs> this one angers me. No, that was that was Kayla. That was Kayla. <laughs> we could set up another Brunchy Explorers in Finnadale, and you could teach everyone there how to cook, and you could set it up, and your cooking, your food, would reach all those people. Brunch all the time. 24 hours a day. Give me a persuasion roll with advantage. Nothing breaks the mold like brunch all day. Ooh. I still have a minus two to persuasion. But That's a 14. 14. Mm. Brunch is all about going against the grain, putting it in a wagon, doing it past hours. I would still need supply. And if I don't get that, I don't know what I'd do. Okay, well then we find you a supply that's not Aarakocrags. Finnadale being a town of 2,000, I'm sure they would be enough farmers and ranchers to support your establishment. We could work out a deal. If they could supply you with eggs, you could open up a franchise out there. And they need hearty meals to feed a growing army for defense. One last persuasion. Yeah, that's you Final for sure. Final boss persuasion. 
Can oh, I give Jonah my reroll? Oh, you can't give rerolls. Jesus. 11. I have expertise. <laughs> what did you roll? What was the four number? And a, four and a five. Four and a five. Four and a fucking five. I saw it happen too. Ah! <laughs> I, I, I don't want to change. The gnomes, they work for me. I get everything I need here. I don't even know you. Also, what, what are you? Like, I don't want to be that guy, but like, what, what the, what, like, is, where are you from in terms of in ethnicity? Wow. I, I, no, no, okay, no. No, you can't drag me away from brunch. Brunch is perfect as it is. He's going to get one throw of a pan and it is going straight for Ted. Does he get disadvantage? Mm. Do you have your hood up? Uh, not right now. Doesn't matter, it hits the wall with a clang. You can't stop me. So what if a couple birds die? And you see he's starting to get fired up, standing on top of the stove, letting that iron start to heat up. And can I get you all to roll for initiative? <laughs> yep. 15? 15. Five. Five. What? 18. There's the fucking 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> all right. As that hits the wall, Ted, you are the first to react. All right, I put the hood up. Cool. Say it's like a bonus action. And then I say, I tried, Gollum. I wanted to save you, damn it! And I clap my hands together right in front of him, and I cast Thunder Wave. Absolutely, you do. And that's, he's got a little uh, con? He's going to make a con save. Yeah, it's a 12. So, as that goes into his pan and it resonates and you can see his chest opens up to reveal that stem of the staff and it closes back up. <sighs> did, he, did he fail the save or pass it? He passed the save. Oh, okay. You're going to have to turn up the heat. That is five. Five damage turn. And Brandon, your turn. Uh, <laughs> I've never fought anything made out of metal and all I can really do is hit things. I'm going to try my hand axe. I'm going to just try to hit it kind of in the center chest area where I yeah. saw it open up. Absolutely. And I would like to attack recklessly with this one. Please do. So, still learning how to do this because I've never been a barbarian before. Attack recklessly lets me attack with advantage. Yep. And then I get advantage on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank God I did that. Oof. Okay. 13. 13 actually does not hit. Oof. Yeah, his yeah. AC's got to be like fucking 30. He's made of pans. Yeah, made of metal. Well, I'm However, just... I will say, mechanically, you can eventually break off some of these pieces of metal and his AC will go down. Okay. The real thing that you need to hit is the wood. Okay. Cool. You approach and you attempt to slash at him and you actually hit straight on his shoulder and then he gets that creaky little iron tilt and he says... <laughs> You act like I don't chop on my own iron every day. Guys, I might be out of my element here. You see him scurry across the wall. That's my turn. And now Parker. Parker really, really quickly vomits up a bunch of berries, takes five in each hand and hands them to her two friends. In case I die, take these and then rapidly shrinks into a spider. Yeah, absolutely. With my movement, I'm going to try and get... How far away is, is this thing? I made a map for myself right here. It is about 10 feet away from you. Oh, hell yeah. Using my spider speed, I'm going to climb up onto him and into him. Give me another deck save just to see if you're not being stepped on or anything. Okay. 
17. Yeah, you're good. Okay, so you managed to get on top of him. I would like to crawl in. You can do so. I crawl in and I sit on his heart. Absolutely. And then I will wait my turn. <laughs> you got it. Onto the pan. He's got Brandon right in front of him. And he is going to look at you, scurry onto the wall, and then jump. And you see his head is going in to slam against the pan. That is his head. I would like to use my reaction and use my form of the beast tail. Nice. You got it. Try to deflect him a bit. He does get to roll with advantage because you were attacked recklessly. Sounds good. And he got 18. That's going to put my AC at a 20. Oh! Do you want to explain how you block or shall I? Uh, go ahead. As this thing is flying off the wall trying to give you a good old headbutt with its pan, you just knock it out of the air with your tail as it splatters onto the ground, some of the metal bits falling off of it, regains itself and says, oh, so you can adapt too. Your food was under seasoned anyway. Back to Ted. I am angry. Er. I say, <laughs> if only you could have listened. Now Brandon's going to turn you into scrap metal. And I reach my hand out and I give him a bardic inspiration die. Absolutely you do. A bonus 1d6 that he can add to his next attack roll. And then I pick up whatever loose shit is on the ground, like a ladle or just something made out of metal. Mm -hmm. And as I go up, how close is the golem to a wall? To a wall? About five feet. Okay, yeah, I put the golem between me and the wall. I just, whatever metal object I grabbed, I slam against his body with a clang. And I just say, you idiot! And I cast Thunderwave again at higher level. Absolutely. Can you give me a contested strength throw to see if you can pin him against the wall? Those customers are going to be so confused. Well, the Thunderwave is going to push him ten feet. So oh, it's going to slam word. him into the wall. Uh, so this will also hit me, right? Are you on him? I'm in him. Oh, you're yeah. in him right now? Oh, yeah. shit, I didn't realize you That's okay, because now, if it hits me, I just pop out a human girl. Okay, yeah, it's definitely going to probably do that. So, yep, all right. You got it. Okay. Roll the con save. Okay. Roll the con. This one's at second level. Ooh, a three and a two. Do I roll con? Yeah. Uh, even with 18. the plus four. He's still going to take full. Holy shit, he's going to take... 19 thunder damage and be shoved into the wall damn, by the force of this so. thunderous explosion. So I saved. Yeah, you take, you take half. half. So I take seven damage. What happens is that I am no longer a spider. <laughs> yeah. So where it was, you see Parker damn near explodes mm, um, to whatever right. extent she can. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't going to go the way you wanted it to. That's okay. I gave them berries. As it slams onto the wall with this thunder wave, you see the imprint of where it was as it slides down out of its chest. It starts looking like a toad that is bulging out its throat and chest. As you see Parker's hand fly out of it. Parker, can you make a con save? Mm-hmm. Because you are being wrapped around tight, tight metal. Ooh. That's a 17. 17. So you're going to take half of this. But this also means that it's going to definitely hurt the frying pan golem as it is being warped and its metal is being shifted beyond its control. What the fuck? I don't eat anything! You eventually get to the point where you pop out. So you both are going to take this amount of damage. Ten. But you saved, you get five. And he... He failed. And he's going to take that full damage. And now that his stem is more revealed, 
So I broke him before. open, though. You broke him open. Then it worked. <laughs> there you go. He, right now, looks pretty worse for wear. He's still pretty good, though. Like, he is high energy, ready to fight. But his chest cavity is a little bit more open. And you, if you want to roll with disadvantage, you can go straight for the heart. On two. Brandon. Okay. I'm going to throw the axe. Gonna straight at the axe? Yeah, at that heart. Absolutely. That, you're going to roll with disadvantage. Are you doing it recklessly? Inspiration. Parker ducks for her reaction. <laughs> Abs. Oh, fuck. Six. Uh, six. Ugh. But I do get a plus five, so... 15, 16. The AC is 15. That fucking inspiration came in clutch. Yeah, let's go, baby! <laughs> Woo! Now, this damage is going to be tripled. Oof. So roll that damage. Rolling that damage. Hand axe. Because you're hitting strictly to the heart. That's going to be seven damage for that one. Seven times three is 21. 21. 21. You asking us more math questions now, <laughs> persons? <laughs> it looks down to see that its chest is open and that there is a hand axe inside of its stem. Gushing out of it, sparkly green ooze going onto the axe. I... <laughs> Tell them, tell them, whoever's closing needs to do a better job because it was a fucking mess in here last night. And you see it slowly falls down with a clang. It's incapacitated. It's not dead. It's making death saves. So, you are out of initiative. I walk up and I tear the hand axe out. You tore it out. And that blood and that magical ooze starts dripping out a little bit more. It looks like that put a negative roll on its death saves. Oh, okay, yeah. I just flip it over in my head and offer it handle first to Brandon. Thank you. How are you doing, Parker? Can I have some of those berries? You see Parker's nose is bleeding. <laughs> I'm going to take out one of the berries and hand it to her. Thanks. That was very brave and very stupid. Thanks. Parker is now at three hit points. <laughs> I'll give her all five of mine. <laughs> Parker's back up to eight out of 15. You really hit him with the tornado, Parker. I just f- felt like it was the right thing to do. This might be his final death save. All the ooze and the green spills out onto the kitchen floor. The green that was glowing before goes to a bland gray and all the life that was in that structure in that golem is now gone. We should get the eggs out of here. I'd like some fresh air. Are the eggs dead? Roll an investigation. Yeah, I'm gonna do that because I mean yeah, it's a different world, you know, different rules, but yeah, you know. Okay, can Aarakocra eggs be frozen? Uh, Well, they don't really have freezers. It's probably just like a cold room, you know? It's like a fridge, so it's like, yeah, like it's cold, but it's not like it's not like cold. industrial cold. You said it's 45 degrees? Mm-hmm. Those eggs aren't hatching. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, I mean, However, this, is, me. this is also a world where yeah. we can bring things back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus two on that, so it's going to put me at 13. Yeah. This is just my knowledge of regular egg yeah. Regular hatching. chicken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't want to metagame the Aarakocra eggs. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but these Aarakocra eggs right now, really not good. There is like a 95% chance that it's not going to hatch. But that isn't to say that they don't have healers and people that could take care of it and get it back to a living, functioning Aarakocra. I think they'd still appreciate us bringing them back no matter what. Of course. Yeah, start grabbing some eggs. You got it. Do they have any other wagons? There are a couple. Yeah. Yeah. 
in the back with the same logo on the sides Start and a couple wagon. of horses in the stables right. that you can hitch up to them. Manager still out back? Manager is in the front and they kind of peek their head in as soon as they notice that there is no more noise and says, Hey, oh my God. Please don't eat any more aricocra eggs. Oh my God, you've saved us. Yeah, now don't kidnap anyone else, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, thank you. Thank you. Everyone! We're fucking closed! And all the gnomes start cheering, and all the people are like, What? (laughs) I already got my coffee. Get the fuck out! Oh my god! (laughs) (sighs) Thank you so much. If you ever need anything, we're gonna be back in the underground. Please talk to ask for bossy gloss and I'll 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 hook you guys up for real. Thank you guys so much. Oh shit. Oh, I'm gonna clean this up. <clears throat> yep. As I kick the <laughs> pan's head that once held its face, things could have been different. Pan, if only you would have listened to me. <laughs> also, um, whoever's closing tonight needs to do a better job because it was a mess this morning. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. That was just what he, it said. Oh, that was his dying wish? Yeah. Oh. You see there's a jar of sugar on the counter and they knock it off the shelf and let the glass break. Whoops. <laughs> if you ever want to repay us, try and help Finnadale. Finnadale. Yeah, um, like I said, we don't have any great armies. They don't either. I'm sure you can help in other ways. We might not be able to supply troops, but us gnomes are resourceful. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Absolutely. And they extend a hand again for a handshake. Parker bites down on her tongue and she shakes the hand. Well, thank you for coming to the Brunchy Explorer. I hope you don't come back. And they start cleaning up. I'm going to use my shirt that I took off. Mm. And I'm going to put it over one of the eggs. Just mm. to try to warm it up. You got it. You guys stock up a cart. Someone helps you hitch up the horses. Please keep it. Thank you guys. Again. And they send you off. Can I take a nap in the back? Absolutely. Of course, Parker. <laughs> that was... I was inside a metal guy. Yeah, that looks like it hurt. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't comfortable. Both of you look like you need some rest, but you both go take a nap, and I'll keep an eye on the horses. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Is this in like riding a bicycle, buddy? Look, I figure things out, all right? I'll figure this out, too. If I wake up screaming or anything, just, um, I'm okay. And Parker is unconscious before she ends that sentence. <laughs> Doesn't even get out of your chair. You're just like, no, she's <laughs> so back out. And fall asleep. <laughs> that was really cool of you, Ted. But I'll take you up on it. I haven't gotten a wink of sleep since we got here. Thanks, Brandon. And I also do so. You got it. And as you guys go deeper and deeper in the woods, just following the same path, the trees start covering the sky. It gets dark, so it's easier to fall asleep. Brandon, as you drift off, you begin to hear wind brushing past you, pushing you into nothingness in your mind. And eventually, you see somebody. 
cross-legged, facing away from you. And by their side, you see a warhammer. Hello? Slowly, they turn their head to one side so you can see their profile. A crooked nose, a scar over their left eye. Hello, Brandon. How do you know my name? I don't think I've seen you around before. Seeing is a lot more than what you do with your eyes. And you feel a tap on your shoulder, and he's standing right behind you, with Warhammer on his right side. Look to where he was and look back at him. How did you do that? You have much to learn about being what I am. And what exactly are you? I am Barbarian Energy. A name I did not choose, for I feel not like a barbarian. And standing in front of you, it's a tall, beefy man, long brown hair, kept up in a tight braid. He's got a giant belt that takes up most of his waist and torso. A leather sash with silver sewn onto it with little signs that look almost Nordic. There are several scars left on his body. Like I said, there's the one across his eye, a couple on his chest, arms, legs. And this man claims to be a barbarian, but he is the most calm creature I think you've probably ever seen. You don't seem like you carry the attitude of a warrior. Hmm. Everything that you've learned about being a barbarian is askew. There's much more peace to a warrior than rage. (laughs) Please, you're talking of Brandon Rodriguez. I can do anything I put my mind to. I think I got it under control. Brandon Rodriguez. I am Silent Roar. And he extends a hand. Okay, hold up. That was such a sick name. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we're going to end the episode. episode of magic isn't real if you like the show please hit whatever podcast subscribe button is available on this platform and consider joining our patreon linked in the episode description for behind the scenes content and just to support the show patrons also get to join our discord server where we all talk chat maybe give a little sneak peek at what's to come who's to say we're just starting out but we cannot wait to go on this magical journey with you credit where credit is due dustin parsons is the game master christian Contreras plays brandon rodriguez jonah pfeiffer plays ted vardaman and kayla temshiv plays parker henley this episode was edited by dustin parsons Theme music is by Jake the Dead, and art design is by Juniper Whitney. Social media is managed by Anna Rose Pfeiffer and Kayla Tumshiv. Stay tuned for more shenanigans and follow us on social media at Magic Isn't Real Pod on TikTok, Magic Isn't Real PD on Twitter, and Magic underscore isn't underscore real underscore pod on Instagram. If I miss something else, we've linked it below. If you've listened this far, thank you and we love you. Oh, and we lied about the magic. It's totally real. It's totally real.